Hey everyone, this is Chris Daly from Authority Zero, and you are listening to the Geo and Meatbag Show. Fuck yeah. Geo and Meatbag Show, episode number 104. That's gosh darn right, Meatbag. We got a great episode in store for you today. We got my friend, Chris Daly in the motherfucking house. Chris is out of Authority Zero. Pulley, of course. Can't forget Pulley. Implants still. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Legendary music amongst the punk community. (laughs) Absolutely. And we're going to talk about the new Authority Zero record. We're going to talk about... The upcoming North American tour for Ollie Ollie Oxen Free. We're also going to review AEW Dynamite from last night and uh, probably talk about a bunch of other bullshit. So I think we should get right into it. Let's get straight into it. Do it. I just want to say it's a goddamn honor, sir. Yeah, it is a thank pleasure you. for it's an honor sure. Thank you guys invited me. This is great. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. This is Punk Rock Time! Welcome, everybody, to the least listened to segment in podcast history. Welcome to Punk Rock Talk. Punk Rock Talk. That's right. It never gets old. It doesn't. (laughs) I wait for him to fuck up every time. I don't mean to jump into wrestling right away, but Miz has been kind of trending in the AEW world for a little bit. Oh, yeah. He got that that comment dropped by CM Punk. CM Punk did a good drop there. Yeah. 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 And I don't mean to jump right into there, but we kind of, he kind of stole the shtick. From Miz and then put the punk rock talk in there. And it just made me think. It was something I didn't want to forget. Yeah. No, it's smoked a lot of pot, dude. So <laughs> I'll fucking definitely. forget. <laughs> so, yes, punk rock talk. Today, our punk rock talk is going to be a little bit different. Yes. Um, where if you basically, if you want to check out all the local shows, go and check out everyshow.com, everyshowjoe.com. Yeah, yes. Just like you can uh, do every week. So, um, today we are going to be focusing mainly on. Authority Zero, man, the tour, the new album, Ali Ali Oxen Free. Yeah. Um, it's doing great. I listen to Faction Radio on Sirius XM yeah. and fucking uh, Fire Off Another plays all the time. Yeah. Uh, Back Faction Nine. is dope. That's a good station on yeah. Sirius yeah. XM. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, fucking A, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's an honor to have you here and it's Thanks, an man. it's honor to talk about this, especially. Authority Zero, close to our hearts, you know, being yeah, from absolutely. Arizona. Yeah. That's that's where we're at, man. AZ, Authority Zero. Yeah, so uh, I've known Chris probably since, I want to say, about 2014. Yeah. We were playing at, uh, we Contradiction opened up for implants at uh, the Time Out Lounge. That's nice. right. And uh, It was right when, um, it was, I, think, I, think, I think it was 2015. Yeah. Because uh, there was uh, the night that Brandon from Teenage Battle Rocket passed away. Yes, that we is. Did, I remember doing holy a, a shit. Yeah, doing yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah, God, why do I know that? I drink too much. Yeah, <laughs> I not know this stuff. That's I was amazing. talking to somebody about this. Uh, Dave Grohl mentions it in his new book that, like, musical music, like, there's points in music that define timelines in his life. Yeah. So, 
how you probably remember it is because, you know, what, what TBR meant to you and, you know, everybody in TBR and what they, they all, what that band just means to us as the punk community in the, Absolutely. in the world. And, uh, so it, unfortunately that's the timeline we remember, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, Brandon was one fucking hell of a drummer. That right hand. That right hand, dude. Those 16ths were Those nuts. Right. I mean, and the way he just did it too, he's like, yeah, effortlessly. Yeah. <laughs> That's not normal. That's awesome. So uh, back to the lighter side of things here. Yeah. We got the new <laughs> we got the new Authority Zero record, which kind of leads me into my first question. First, you guys came out with uh, the back nine, mm-hmm. right? And that was an EP. And then shortly after that, you guys ended up releasing a full length which included those songs, correct? Mm-hmm. And that's and that's Ollie Ollie Oxenfree. So what was the thought process kind of behind like starting with the EP and then making it a full length? And actually, you guys didn't wait very long. Not that it's a bad thing because this release that you guys have uh, come out with is just completely successful. It is, in my eyes, it's been a complete success mm-hmm. for you guys. So like what was, what was kind of like the thought process behind doing the EP first and then releasing the full length afterwards? Well, I mean, because I mean, at the time that we... We recorded the last album in November of 2020, so we didn't weren't really sure what was going on in the world at the time. I mean, it, cases spiked up again, and like everything, everything shut down again. At least where I was in California, and so we just didn't really know what was going on. So we actually decided to do this kind of snowball effect, where we released a single of Ollie Oxen Free, then we released a single for Fire Off Another, then we did the Back 90 P, just kind of like get people like you know get pumped up. And then when we saw stuff was going sort of in the positive, that's when we did the we dropped the full length at that thing so it was like just like a snowball effect just to get people more excited about the record yeah that's Dope. that's cool dude I, yeah. I like that approach because these days uh it's not like releasing a record back in the 90s or early no. 2000s you have to have a unique right. approach and that's yeah. a to me that's a really unique approach and that's i people's you attention guys. spans are getting shorter and shorter Shh, tell me about it so yeah <laughs> what's, and, hap- what's happening to, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so to for a release like Ollie Ollie Oxen Free, it's I think it's perfect because all the songs are fucking catchy. Insane. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's good. It's a great fucking album start Thank to you. finish. You know, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we've we've actually been uh kind of listening to it recently. Uh I know I listened to it when it first came out, but over the last few days, you know, before we we're gonna have you here, everybody like listen to the record and we just we look to each other like, man, this is just a fucking solid album. Yeah. It well, really I, mean, it was is. I mean, we actually literally, I mean, we've released three records in, in four years. I mean, three full lengths. Right. Yeah. That's so, a lot of music. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I mean it was cool because I mean I, I I was so proud of broadcasting. Persona on Grotto, I was I, I'm proud of it, but I, it's it's not a representation of me because I just have my son. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't practice. I couldn't learn my parts really. So I kind of gotcha. like went in there and did like very, it's very very basic. So I'm glad that we actually went in because like we like I said we were planning on touring for eight months in 2020, and then the pandemic hit. Right. And I'm like okay, well what are we gonna do? And, you know, Mike and Jason were just going to each other's house and sending me stuff over in California, and then we just started like working on it. That's dope. And so it was. I I mean I I felt like finally we got the best representation of me as a drummer, my ideas. Dude, this record. And, and and honestly, a lot you can tell a lot of your ideas are on this record because how Ali Ali Oxenfree starts. Uh, this is another question that I have. What is the story behind that drum fill in the beginning? Because there's a cool story to <laughs> yeah. it. I've heard it before, yeah. but I just want you to tell the story. Well, no, I've had that drum. I I, I was messing around at Guitar Center when I was working there like 20 years ago. Uh-huh. So I've had this idea. I've had that idea touched away forever. But every band I played with, I play it from the going. 
I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, shit. I, so I kept on like, I kept on trying with other bands I was in and all that stuff. And I, we had just finished doing pre-production for Ollie, Alex and Free over at uh, Kristen, Kristen's okay. studio, Underdog Studios. Mm-hmm. And shouts out. Yeah. Kristen's my, I love her, man. She's awesome. And Shuts so, miles to nowhere, Christy underdog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And All so I, I basically told I told Mike I, we were just I was about to break down my drums. I said, "Hey, hear this," and I played it for him. He goes, and he goes, he grabbed his phone. He goes, "Play that again." He recorded it on his phone. And my like, he goes, "Cool." I'm like, "All right." So next day he goes, wrote it. I'm like, what? <laughs> he wrote the song. He goes, that and he goes, "Fucking brilliant, motherfucker, dude." <laughs> and, well, and that was the thing too. Is, I mean, he I, he goes, "How how do you want that to be represented represented represent, represented in the song?" I said. I don't want to kill that that beat to death. I want it to be a main part of the song, but also I don't want it being played like seven, eight times. Just yeah. put it in special parts. And he goes, and he did it. Exactly. Making it special. And which also, uh, I think uh, another thing that's really special about that record is the fact Mike plays guitar mm-hmm. on that record. Played the whole record. I'm um, going to tell you right now. I've played a couple shows with Mike Spiro during the pandemic. We did a couple uh, acoustic gigs together at the Yucca. And that guy is very talented. Yes. Amazing voice, amazing songwriter, very humble of a person, too. Oh, so humble. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's an amazing person. So with his acoustic set, he he has a looper pedal and then like a lead pedal, right? (laughs) So he loops his own riffs on acoustic. And I'm talking, he takes like Melancholy and No Cigar and just makes it the most beautiful fucking thing you've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah. Loops it and just riffs over it. And then he can... He can do that chicken picking shit, dude. Yeah, like he is fucking shit. nuts with his picking hand. Yeah. It's and insanity. The, the weirdest thing is, I mean, I'm sure you guys have experienced this when you're when you're in a band, you're on, you're playing a show, and you're in a van or whatever. Whoever's driving is usually in charge of the music. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, I like to think I'm pretty eclectic when it comes to that stuff. Uh, I'm not eclectic at all compared to Mike Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that guy will go from playing bluegrass to Stilly Dan to just everything. I mean, I'm like, this guy is, I mean, okay, now I see where he like comes up with this crazy stuff. I'm like that no normal person would write a punk song in seven, four time, but you're yeah. Mike Sparrow and you're a weirdo. Dude, <laughs> so. He is fucking, he's out of this world, dude. He is. Uh, Shouts out to I Mike will, Sparrow. I will well. share this bit with you. So in the Franks and Dean's van, it's a lot of yacht rock, dude. Just, oh, yeah. just seventies and eighties on shuffle. I mean, we <laughs> we're fucking constantly listening to Steely Dan, which uh, we share, that love that them. love together. A band we don't listen to, but we share a love for is Sunny Day Real Estate. Absolutely. I Diary. fucking love that Diary band. Was and it's su- and it's such an underrated band. Do you push for it in the van? Are you like, no, on, dude, guys. no way. <laughs> you think I can put on, put on some 90s emo while we're listening to Christopher Cross? No dude. shot. Just <laughs> throw it in. Just add it to the queue, bro. But the funny thing is, I mean, I think they were like, they were like at the forefront of what the emo scene was. Yeah. But I don't think they were really emo if you think about it. If you actually no. hear, if you hear a song like Sevens, that song is insanely just prog rocky. I think prog rock. That's yeah. exactly what I think. I get a lot of the prog vo- rock the voice, vibes. The voice is what they, I think they equated to emo. Sure, because Jeremy was definitely, he definitely yeah. had that kind of melancholy kind of tone of voice, you know, just. And I think they just get floating under the radar so much because they were, they were breaking up when they released their breakthrough album. Yeah, and yeah. that sucks, dude. Yeah. That totally sucks. So, uh, let's see I'll just here. Oh, go ahead, Gio. I was going to say, I was just reading the comments here. I wanted to say... Yeah, let's uh, shout out to our yeah, comments. quick shout out to all the viewers real quick. Of course, Dylan. We got Uncle Nate checking it out. Uh, Nick, what's up, man? We will get to AEW talk soon, very soon. Nick Hackstrom. Um, yeah. Love you, bro. Shouts out. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, like, share, subscribe. And uh, 
My bad. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, you're good. Man. I just you're wanted good, to pay attention to our audience for a little bit, you know? Give no, them some love. You're Thanks totally for tuning fine. in, everybody. And we're here live at Cosmic Soup Recording, guys. I'm going to plug Cosmic Soup Recording real quick. Bam, bam, I want everybody bam. to go to CosmicSoupRecording.com. I need Cosmic you to uh, right reach out to Jeremy and just have a conversation with him. You don't have to spend any money. You don't have to book anything, but just have a conversation with him. Because if you're an artist like uh, we are... Uh, this is a very inspiring place to be. And you don't even have to have anything in, uh, in your pocket, so to speak. You don't have to have any songs ready to go. Just walk in here and just write something in here. I mean, there's, it, it's a very inspiring place. You also can shoot podcasts here if you want. You can uh, do audio books. We got somebody doing an audio book right now. Uh, fucking Cosmic Soup is a place to yeah. be. There's uh, a fucking green screen room, bro. Yeah, there's a green screen room. Uh, it's it's really awesome, man. I love Cosmic Soup. I love Jeremy, and I I just really appreciate him and always making this possible. Yeah. So, big, big, long time, our first and forever sponsor of the podcast. I don't think he'll ever stop being no. uh, involved in the show. He's yeah, probably not. I mean, fuck. He's our perma sponsor. Almost, <laughs> yeah, perma sponsor. I mean, five years now, and Jeremy's been here since yeah. almost five years. And speaking of Cosmic Soup recording, he has uh, recorded all of Squared's stuff, and I wanted to give you a gift oh, here. thank you. Oh, that nice. is for you, sir. That, oh, that is nice Squared's latest release. It was released uh, Election Day of 2020. Nice. Um, it was recorded right here at Cosmic Soup. So if you want to check that out, yeah, um, this shit bag is actually playing the drums yeah, on that record. So that, record. that was my. Well, the cool thing is, I mean, record. I don't have a CD player in my car, but I have a CD player in the van. There you go. Sweet. And there's so, also a digital download too, oh, awesome. if you want it. So Even yeah, better. Um, well, that was nice. But yeah, uh, thank you. Local music. Uh, let's get back on track here, and I'm gonna get you back <clears> on track. Back to your questions. So first of all, local music. We all like Meatbag and I met playing local music. Mm -hmm. Um. Obviously, you know, like you have love for music. You you are like in three amazing fucking bands that <laughs> you. you know, like congrats. So us um, you know, playing local punk rock in here in the scene, um, you're like the three bands that you play in are legendary to to us. And like you're you're very um somewhat you're very much someone to look forward or up to. Not forward to, but yes, um, yeah, and look forward to being where you're at too. Yeah, I guess you know, but yeah, like um, I just wanted to say, like from the bottom of every local musician that's tuning in of our hearts, like keep that shit up, man. Keep that Have shit to. going. We fucking. It's the only thing I know how to do. Yeah, it's the only thing I care. It's the only thing I can actually. I mean, if you look at my social media, yeah. I don't talk about anything else besides right. music. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I might show a picture of my son every once in a while, but sure. But yes, thank you from all of us. And yeah. thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, sure. definitely. Chris has always been someone that's inspired me. Like I said, the first time I met him uh, when we did the implant show, I, I messaged, we became friends on Facebook shortly after, and I mm -hmm. shot him a message. I'm like, dude, I need to do something. Like, I, I, if you hear of any band or anything, and dude, mind you, he doesn't fucking know me for shit, but I still yeah. am like, I'm going to reach out to him. And I, if you know anybody who needs a drummer that's like willing to tour and do the whole thing, like, let me know. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to fucking sit around here anymore, you know, because it was it was just a lot of local shit. And I was just at that point. And then uh, fast forward to five, six years later, when I joined Franks and Deans, one of the first guys to congratulate me. He was just so proud of me because yeah. he knows oh, yeah. all the Franks and Deans oh, guys yeah. and knows yeah. exactly what they do. And, you know, he, he, he knew that I was a good fit for me. And it's just, yeah, I get inspired by, you know my friends and I think we all inspire each other, you know, I think it's, I mean, I think the, the, I mean, even like, you know, people that 
you don't even really know too well. Like they could inspire you in some certain ways. Like, wow, Absolutely. okay, this is awesome. It's like, um, like I, I knew this year was, I knew that with being all the oxen free getting released and all this stuff, it was gonna be a busy year. So I'm not even really playing with pulley right now. Yeah. Um, Sean Sellers from Governance, who the guy I replaced in authority zero is kind of playing with pulley right now. And I got, you know, implants we play rarely and they're playing a show for our label in a couple of weeks, but I, I'm going to be on tour. Yeah. So we actually got our new guitar player, Eric's brother, who is the drummer from Poor Havoc, Colin. He's playing drums for me in implants oh, now. Oh, nice. So, and yeah, it's kind of like, you know. Spreading helping. the love. Yeah. yeah. I mean, anything, I mean, say like he's kind of going through the same thing that Eric is going through, like where Eric was like just starting to go stir crazy because Poor Havoc, you know, Chuck and uh, Steve really don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And, you know, Eric and, I mean, their, their brothers, their dad's a uh, legendary drummer who has played with Every band under the sun with America back in Fuck, the seventies and all that stuff. So, it's in your blood. Yeah, and, and and you can tell Eric's hungry and motivated and just like he, you know, and he's he's fucking good. Dude. He okay, he's fucking good. I'm known as a hyper person, and I have Down syndrome compared to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is so like oh, I'm like dude. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it it's like oh, <laughs> like was I like this all the time? He's like. People are like, dude, you're not nearly like him. Like, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. So so let's rewind the time here a little bit. How did you get linked up with the Authority Zero guys? Well, I had first met them. We had a mutual friend, uh, and this guy, uh, Brian uh, Freeman. He was an electric turtle guy. He was kind of doing merch for, uh, for Authority here and there and all that stuff. And they were playing the glass house with Pennywise. I was at a bar down the street called Friar Tucks. I actually remember that show. Do you? Yeah, I, obviously I wasn't there, but I remember uh, Authority and Pennywise playing Glass House. It was it was like 2008, and Brian brought him over, brought Jason over, and then we uh, with their tour manager at the time, Nickel Brian, and we were all playing um, beer pong. That's how we became buddies, and then nice. so. Nice. When That's I a joined, good way to become friends. Yeah, like I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Beer pong is fun as fuck. I don't care how outdated it is or how lame <laughs> it, it is still. now. I think it's fun. I still love it. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, we uh. We were linked to begin when I was in Voodoo Glow Skulls and we were doing, we toured, we did a tour together and I immediately got tied with the guys. We did another full tour together where Mike Sparrow was actually the merch guy for Authority Zero. I rem yeah, and I remember those days too because he started <laughs> as merch guy and then look at him now. Yeah. Recording the guitars and the bass for- And the harmonies. And the harmonies. And the vocal for, harmonies. Yeah. For the latest Authority yeah. Zero record. Which are which is, all over that record. Oh, like, dude, it is it's amazing. Great. Yeah. And like, that was the thing is, I mean, we, we um when that happened, I, I left Food to Glow Skulls to just concentrate on implants and all that stuff at the time because I mean, I thought we were going to do more stuff than we actually did, but we didn't. Sure. Um, But Jason would call me See if I was available to fill in because, you know, Sean, I knew when they got sellers that right when they got sellers about a month later, a good riddance announced that they were reunited. I'm like, I don't see Sean being the man that much longer because good riddance is back. Good riddance is back. Yeah. And so he started calling me to fill in on tours. And it's like, I just it never linked up. Right. And finally, there was an opening open in my schedule. Um, Pulley Scott was going back to baseball and um, they said, hey, we're doing this tour with a uh, big fish and less than Jake for six weeks. Do you want to go? I'm like, yeah. And so I filled in for a year <laughs> before I just right. kind of just joined. Yeah. Before it was right. just like, Hey, you want to just stay? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, mean, I was already, I was already doing all the shows anyway. So, I mean, I, I did 99% of the, the shows that year. Right. I, I think he did. I think, I think Sean did a big festival. I think it was like a big beer festival that was here in Phoenix one day. And that was it. And also the 20th anniversary that of the on that 
they didn't release. And Sean was on the <laughs> Sean was on the tipping point, right? Correct. Yeah, that yeah. was a really good record too. Very right? good record. Broadcasting of the Nations, though. I will. I'll bring that one up since we're yeah. talking about the past a little bit. That fucking record's awesome too, dude. It's like, like right we, when we started this show was yeah. when that uh, that album came. Yeah, that was we shamelessly bought the fucking record. Yeah, about half that record was already written. They were they they had already been like doing demos with um with Sean and Brandon before I joined. Oh, gotcha. Before Dan joined, so that's um, interesting. Mike and I immediately just had a bond right away, that's and then cool. when we had Dan in the band, and Dan is the one who got us in the door for the blasting room. Did the blasting room got to hang out with Bill Stevenson and just sit there and drool because um, <laughs> he's one of my favorite drummers of all time. Yeah. Yep, like, there you go. Should. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, you know, was, I mean, I mean, it was, it was so cool. Cause I mean, I thought, I thought, it, I thought broadcasting was kind of bringing authorities back to how they were originally were, which was like the, a punk band with reggae influences and also yeah. sure. influences. Cause if you hear tipping point, it's a great, I love that record, but there's not much of what is, it's pretty uh, a heavy rock record. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is nothing wrong with that. No, but, but it's not it's not what you're saying, and I yeah. totally understand that for sure. Yeah, uh, since we're talking about Bill Stevens, like you want to see a guy play the drums who just looks like it's eff- like that. What he's doing is just <laughs> effortlessly, and he's just yep. smiling the whole time. Right, <laughs> back all arched, big old dude. Yeah, fucking chilling, dude. <laughs> just happy. I the first time I seen Descendants live was at It's Not Dead Fest. It was like 2015. Mm-hmm. And I that was, was I, play, I played Napoleon Implants. That yeah, that you one, were. Yeah. yeah, you were there. Uh, that was the first one, and that was the best one. I, oh, duh. <laughs> yeah, by far. I agree, dude, thousand percent. It was so good. That was the. That was when I fell in love with the Bouncing Souls. That's when they became my favorite punk band in the entire world. Yeah. The weirdest thing. So, I mean, I I will say this about the Bouncing Souls before we go back to that. The I I've always been a huge fan of the Bouncing Souls, and I have loved them to death. The last couple of times I saw them, though, you know, uh, when they did their anniversary tour, um, I went to go see them with a bunch of friends. And they kind of could, I mean, they're an amazing man, but the Bronx just kind of blew them out of the water. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Got to be careful with those. Openers. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm, I will say this. So Bouncing Souls on uh, at the Punk in the Park Fest we just did. I got reinvigorated with them. like they were just on it. That's right. They were incredible. And like, and the funny, the sentence is my first punk show when mm-hmm. I was nine. Dude, <laughs> well, like, on their final tour, my dad took me. That's fucking awesome. So my dad, my dad was a Descendants fan. Dude, that's fucking so, cool. Yeah, that's way rad, man. That's so rad. That's a good way, the good first band to go fucking see. Well, my dad, my dad, my dad was a bassist for the Dickies. Yeah. Oh wow. That's how I, got I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah. That's rad. That's my dad. That's my dad playing on Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's Holy fucking shit. cool, dude. He wore bunny ears. His name was Lori Bunny. <laughs> dude, nice, dude. That's so, incredible. Uh, <laughs> so, real quick on. Uh, Voodoo Glow Schools. You were in Voodoo Glow Schools yeah. for, for a while. Uh, Three years, yeah. Were you a part of any of those Lucha Underground tapings that they did? No, I had left the band right before that. Bummer. I, I, no, and the thing was, they, they, had, they had told me about that it was, it was in the talks of it. Um, but I was, I was already kind of like over it. Um, yeah, right. I, I was just like, I mean, I, I wanted to, I, I'm a fast guy. I like to play fast. I just, I had to go play fast. Sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, Scott Radinsky. Mm-hmm. How's it being in a band with that man? You know, the funny thing, he's a very, very, uh, very introverted, quiet guy. But for some reason, he just opens up to me. But we just, he just, will that's talk. fucking rad. Um, I try not to bring up 
all about his baseball career and all that stuff because I'm that's my main passion of a sport. Is yeah, baseball. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's why I want to bring it up real quick. Because I know you're a Dodgers fan. I'm a Giants fan, so we secretly oh, hate each other. Yeah, but that's, but oh, that's yeah. fine. We can, we can still be friends. <laughs> but but uh, Scott, Scott, I mean, I will tell you, I played catch with him one time. Um, and man. Even now, it's like it hurts my hand. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, dude, I'm playing catch, dude. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to catch your slider. Right. Stop it. Is he yeah. still working with the Indians? No, he he was doing the Dodgers thing for a while, and then he went. He went became a bullpen coach for the uh, the Angels. Oh, okay. And then stopped that when Sosha left. Mm-hmm. And there was talk about Sosha managing the Dodgers if they didn't win the World Series in 2020. Oh, okay. and he was going to come back and do that. Sure. But it didn't do that. So right now he's just—I think he's just being more at home right now. Yeah, but that he's, dude, he's fine. He's that dude financially would, fine. That dude, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That dude would do like a baseball run for like eight months, and then it's time to go to. That's know, why he got fired from Temple Pole. Yeah, Temple Pole wanted to be a full-time band, and yeah, he's well. Sorry, I'm gonna go be with the Dodgers and do that. So he—that's why he started Pulley. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna live two dreams. Fuck it. Yeah, why not? exactly. Yep. You know, <laughs> but just, you know, you, you surround yourself by just all this incredible music, man. I'm just, I'm just really happy and proud to call you my friend oh, and same I'm happy you're yeah. here, dog. And you know, it's a, it's a fucking, uh, it's a good time, man. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a good time. Rody is actually out of, I would say out of the three of us, Rody is the, the biggest fan of Authority Zero. Oh yeah, that's true. Accurate. You uh, you were saying something about your your Spotify yearly something. Oh yeah, <laughs> rap. everyone's Spotify raps are coming up. Yeah, mine was like Authority Zero for like the top my top five. <laughs> yeah, three dog. of the five. Were, 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 were <laughs> yeah, dog. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Listening and, guys for years. And also, and, I know you're probably not too invested in the numbers and whatnot, but. Congratulations on 11 million streams on Spotify yeah, alone yeah. for Authority Zero. You're I mean, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. nine of them. 10.5. Yeah. 9.3 of them are from the road. Thank, yeah. thank you for that 6.3 cents. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Right? Exactly, right? <laughs> Fuck, dude. It, it's it, good to know that it's it's still the same with yeah. like bigger bands, too. Dude, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. We would we would get our Spotify checks like and just laugh. laugh. They'd be yeah. hysterical. It's like, why am I checking? Why am I cashing this? Yeah. Well, frame it. So yeah. I frame it as a joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just dude. have a wall of them. Yeah, I think a lot of punk rockers are totally down with like framing them as a fucking joke. You know? Yeah. 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 I'm all. I'm all about it. Well, people, I mean, and people ask me all the time. It's like, you know, what do you recommend? I said, you, if you want to do this for a living, you better love this because you're not going to be making the two. No. Unless you're a part of a, a K-pop band. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Like if you're, unless you're BTS, it sells out SoFi Stadium five nights in a row. If you right. want, if you want to make a little money, start a cover band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But you gotta have three hours worth of shit. Oh fuck, dude. We played at four, least. We played right? a four hour gig uh a few weeks ago. You that were there for crazy. that one. We that played fun. Mickey Finn's I off. One of those awesome. sets. But dude, it was he, he video grueling. chatted me. It was very cool to watch a whole Franks and Dean set from dude. a video like chat. <laughs> But like, you stayed on woo! the entire time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so it was like hard to hang up on him, I'm sure, because well, he's just sitting there like enjoying it. It's like, do I Well, hang they were up shouting or? me out, too. They were like, hey, Gio. There was, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of people there because it was just one of our uh, yeah. our uh, restaurant gigs, you know. Yeah. So, Which is what's cool about playing with those guys because we'll play like kind of like uh, we don't really change much. We still play same pace, same speed and everything. Yeah. We just... Bring the volume down a little yeah. bit. I play a little bit lighter. I'll throw my wallet on my snare and fucking. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and like just kind of keep it a little quiet. And it's a it's a good moneymaker so we can go out on tour and fucking yeah. record yeah. and shit like that. 
Hey, so, but enough about tour, me. Uh, I want to throw out some dates here. Yeah. So tomorrow, speaking of Vegas and tour, yes. you're going to be in Las Vegas. Where's that at? Backstage Bar and Billiards in downtown. Um, it's like the 20,000th time I'm playing there, which is cool. So. You might have seen the venue in a porno. Yeah. So, <laughs> so check out. Right. Check that out. So it looks like uh, you guys are going to be on tour through December up until... What, the 18th, it looks like? Yeah, 14 shows in 15 days. Holy shit, man. So, Fuck. yeah. It's go time. A lot time. of California <laughs> dates in there. So yeah, well, I mean, Uncle that was Nate, the- <laughs> make sure. Yeah, we've been doing Weekend Warrior stuff. We haven't done a full, full tour since two- 2019. Like, okay, now we're going to do 14 shows in 15 days. Let's bring your stamina up, okay? Like, thank God I quit smoking cigarettes. Yeah, no shit. Right. Congratulations on that, by the yeah, way. That's, yeah. I, quit, uh, I quit literally the week before the pandemic. Nice, Damn, dude. dude. I nice. tried so many times during 2020 to quit, and I just I still um, get, haven't been able to Get do it. really, really drunk and... I, well, I quit wake, drinking. Well, shit. <laughs> it's been almost two years now, okay. so... Well, I that, did that, do that. That's what worked for me. I got really, really drunk for my friend's, for my friend's birthday party. Woke up really of a, a hellacious hangover. And I was waiting for an Uber, smoked a cigarette, felt like I ate uh, hay in the desert for like five days straight. Oh, I'm, like, shit. I'm done. <laughs> Can't do done. it. Done. No, thanks. No. Yeah. Yeah, I quit. I, I have the e-cig now, which helps me, but I had stopped uh, right after I had COVID. I'm just like, you know, it was fucking with my breathing a little bit. And it was kind of like the COVID, when I had COVID, I would get like panic attacks and anxiety. And I thought I had, you know, anxiety and shit like that pre-COVID, but no. When, nothing like that. Nothing like that. And that's that's the real deal, you that's, know? Yeah, that's why. So, like, it, it really does fuck with the neurological shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's weird. Well, here's what I here's what I will say. We don't have to spend too much time on this. It affects everybody differently. So, some people could just be puking their fucking guts out, running a fever. Some people just lose their taste and smell. Some people won't have any of that, and they'll be having mental health issues because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. So, it's... Uh, well, I just, I just got over it. Yeah, you just I got mean, over I, it. But I was lucky enough to... Just have a head cold and lost my taste and smell for four or five days. But good, dude. I'm glad God. it wasn't too yeah. bad. Glad Absolutely. it wasn't too bad. Well, uh, one quick thing before we move forward here into yeah. our next segment, I uh, I want to put it out there that we are all married men here. We all are family men here. Yes. So uh, that's definitely one thing we have in common. What uh, what exactly? What kind of motivation do you exactly find, like, in being in a family, man? What what motivates you to just, like, be fucking the best version of Chris Dolly that you can be when it comes to your family? I just have a job. Like, my, my parents did a great job. You know, they were they were kind of like the the cool parents, like, where all the other parents hated them because they were, like, my dad was a rocker. Yeah, your mom. dad was in the fucking dickies. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like, I, <laughs> they, they were, they were kind of like this, you know, kind of like whatever. So... I've always like been that guy's like, I'm going to be who I am and I'm going to, you know, pass everything I can on, on to my kids. You know, I, I got two stepsons, uh, 13, uh, 13 and 11. And I have a three-year-old son with my wife. And I don't know. It's, I mean, I think it just, it kind of centers you. And yeah, I think it yeah. basically, it makes you a lot more calm than, you know, the things that you thought were a big deal are not really that big of a deal anymore. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like that. That's a very good point. It, it's de- having a family and like a family that you love to me definitely keeps me grounded you know? yeah i mean you have to like like sometimes you some of those little bad habits of yours like you know cussing every other yeah. word and all that stuff it kind of like you have to put yourself in check every once in a while yeah. but it's you know i i wouldn't i mean i i i thank god that i have uh facetime now yeah because yeah tour, facetime's huge i don't know what i do without facetime i would probably not be able to do this yeah uh 
Bob was kind of like giving me, when I did my first, you know, three and a half week tour with Franks and Deans, uh, Bob was kind of like FaceTime the wife every now and again, you know, just give me points. Obviously stuff that I knew, but it just kind of like helped organize my thoughts. Like, okay, chat with wifey this time of day, you know what I mean? Or whatever. And and just try to keep in touch the best you can. You yeah. Know? Also, I mean, get, I mean, the, uh, the band, the kiddo too. authorities, as, as the band's also gotten older in age too, um, we don't do a hellacious long run. Like we won't do a full on U.S. tour in a row where we do legs. Yeah. yeah. Like we do West Coast, down South, and then we'll do the East Coast and, and uh, Midwest. It's, it's, it's not as bad. Break us. it down a little Break bit. Break it down a little bit just yeah. so we don't. Lose each, lose our minds. Yeah, it's yeah. it's actually. I was looking at the dates and the way it's all planned out, mm-hmm. and you guys have it planned out well. You know, yeah, you, you guys have it, and and you guys have also been doing this for a long time, so you know what works best for all of you guys. And, yeah, and that's cool, man. That's that's something that I learned from. You know, like oh, okay, so if I'm gonna do a big long run, do it in legs. You know, certain areas yeah. like it. Just you don't go crazy. Yeah. Precisely. Learning, man. Yeah. We're learning stuff oh, today. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you still learn stuff. I mean, I'm 44, and I still am like, you know, my my uh, my my three year old now who has learned A through Z in sign language. I'm like, okay, well, you're already smarter than I was <laughs> yeah, at at my high school years. Wow, you know, it's like it's, it's like you know, I'm that's like, impressive. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. he's three and a half, and like already doing sign language. I'm like, Jesus, dude, damn, that's wild. That's I, awesome. I hear my seven year old just speaking Spanish sometimes in the other room. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, what? what the fuck did you just say? Okay. Well, even like uh, even my step even my uh, my my stepsons Cody and Travis like least, like watching them like and like they finally found their niche with like Cody does football and Travis does uh, baseball and they they found their like they're loving it. And it's like so watching them get all their stuff. It's like it's like inspiring me. It's like you know what. You know, maybe I'm maybe I'm actually kind of starting to lax a little bit on me practicing on my drums and all stuff. So you know, I'll go back and I go back and I'll still play. So, I mean, kids still inspire me now. That's rad. Dude. That's rad. Yeah, well, awesome. we're happy you're here because you inspire us, and I appreciate oh, you, my brother. Yeah, fuck appreciate yeah. that. Uh, that was a really good punk rock talk segment. I think. Yeah. Punk rock, well, maybe? I was I was actually going to ask Rody. Do you have any like free ball questions you want to ask our guests here before I fire off my. Uh, my rounds here. Oh yeah. Before I fire off another. Oh. <laughs> I don't. Zing I don't, I don't, I don't. Just enjoy right. the moment, you Just fucking stone it. bastard, aren't you? Yeah. Well, Meatbag's asked him a lot of great questions. Well, are, you, yeah, are, so. you, are you guys going to be going to the Marquee show? Of course. What date? Yeah, 18th. December 18th. December 18th. Yeah, yeah oh, I'm, right. I'm home. Yeah, I've, I'm off, I have one more show on the 11th, and I'm off for the rest of the year. So yeah, but I mean, I'll I put you guys in, I mean, we're it's, doing, we're, we're, right now we're going to be supporting the new record. Next year, mm-hmm. there's talk, because it's the 20th anniversary of Passage in Time. Oh so, fuck! That's a that's there's, a great birthday present for my wife. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there's a yeah, there's there. a little something for you guys to to sink your teeth into. Yeah, check it out for sure. Yeah. All right, so <clears throat> I have a little bit of a speed round that I wanted to do, and okay. it's gonna help tie into We're our. We're not next doing segment. speed, right? No. Okay. Good. I've, I've never done a drug in my life. We put it. Not. We put it down. That's that's episode 103 <laughs> shit, you know. This is episode 104, okay? <clears throat> All right, so uh, top three favorite spots to eat ever in the whole world. Wow. Shit. Um, I do love Four Peaks Brewery over here. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. That Those AZ chicken rolls are... Crack. All right. Noted. Um, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do love Stubbs Barbecue in Austin. Dude. Um, 
And believe it or not, like um, so, I mean, everybody knows in LA, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. There's mm-hmm. uh, one in Atlanta, but it's Gladys Knight. Okay. It's her Chicken and Waffles place, and that place is legit. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So I'd say those three places. All right. Cool. Or like anywhere that. in Canada, you can get poutine. <laughs> All right. Poutine. So if you never picked up <laughs> drumming, what do you think you'd be doing right now? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to quote Spinal Tap, be a full-time dreamer. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> All right, man. I like that. Are you a Die Hard is a Christmas movie kind of guy? Yes. Yeah? yeah man. All right. Would you die on that hill? Duh. Okay. All right. <laughs> Lucky it's a speed round. All right. How was your drumming? <laughs> How has your drumming changed or progressed since starting performing live and two-parter how has your kit changed as well um i just got more stuff i mean my my i've always like you know taken from different influences and all stuff so i mean i think just um expanding those influences has really helped me as, as well um as far as my kit i've always been that guy where i've never tried to have a flashy thing it's one rack yeah. one four. if i if i could play if i could somehow kind of play the drum solo to tom sawyer on my four-piece kit i don't need anything else yeah i need right. just my two crashes china ride so you, it didn't start so off huge, it. and you narrowed it down. It's just always kind of been minimal. I well, my, when I was a kid, I had I I took two really crappy drum sets and made them into one kit. Oh but yeah. I, once I kind of got, once I realized I wasn't in uh, Iron Maiden. Uh, <laughs> right. <yeah>. Um, <laughs> right. But cool. I, hey, they're my favorite band of all time. Hello, tattoo. Fuck yeah. yeah. So style, would you say how would your style has changed? My style's changed basically just, uh, I think, just uh, really uh, drawing in from, my, from all my influences together. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I think you develop your style like, okay, that that fill from Byron from Pennywise, it makes that fill with, from Derek from Lagwagon. Right. See how that meshes well. Or yeah. try a kick pattern that Byron would do or Eric from No Effects would do. Right. It's like you, you kind of like want to become your own. Person. Like a hybrid, of like a hybrid this. of all yeah. those things. And so I think I think I'm I think I'm a hybrid of the old school and the new school. Hell yeah, I think so too. Um, fuck yeah, great. That's great stuff. How do you uh, balance not only being in all the bands, but all of it mixed in with real with real life? <laughs> you Drinking. know, like the family. Drinking. No. Lots of beer. No, I basically, I mean, it's it's you, it's 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 kind of hectic, but you have you have to find a way to balance it, right? And you just do what you can. Um, yeah. I was just trying to pull up some uh, stuff for next segment. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's based. um, I think you 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 have to find you have to find balance in your life for everything, or else it's just you're gonna be you're gonna lose something. Right. And I I mean, family is just as important to me as playing drums. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'll take that all day because I agree. Okay, so <clears throat> that was punk rock talk, ladies and gentlemen. Speed round is not over yet, but we are oh, wait, going. There's this guy, Nick, saying favorite tour shenanigans. I have to say one thing about that. Okay. If I can. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I will say one, and it's it's in relation to Mike Sparrow. And it's not even a shenanigan. It's just something that happened when I first joined Authority Zero, and it's the weirdest thing that ever happened to me, and I've never experienced anything like it before or since. And basically, we have a thing where basically I, Mike got into my little... Uh, Thing on tour would basically go in the hotel, turn the thermos sit down to 69 and put on friends and files, and that's how we go to sleep. Damn, have, a couple, yeah. have a couple beers. And, I mean, he goes, Why do you want to watch this? I'm like, I find the narrator's voice soothing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I think we're like four shows into the me and the band, and he's my roommate, he's asleep. I'm watching Friends of Files, I'm drinking a beer, and he, all of a sudden he goes, Hey, where's your sister? I'm like, Huh? I don't have a sister, by the way. 
Um, <laughs> you know, supposed to be with your sister. Mute. Oh, yeah, where? Full-on conversation about my non-existent sister. <laughs> For like 10 minutes. Oh, shit. 10-minute conversation that, like, just in, I'm just soaking in. And so I remember how it ended. He goes, hey, so what are your intentions? He goes, what are you talking about, man? I said, if you fuck over my sister, I'll kill you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he goes, oh, bro, don't worry about it. <laughs> and oh, that's I, great. I'm like, oh, man, of course I was in so in the moment I forgot to record it. Dude, oh, but man. that was just Still, one of the most amazing. Just having that, like, yeah, that I I call those uh, I, Mike Sparrow like has like very cool like uh, one liners or some things that happen to him. I call that Sparrowisms. Oh, <laughs> nice. yeah, dude, that's fucking great. Thank you for that nugget. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right, now I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no problem. Back no, on. no problem at all. No, Thank dude. you so much, Dick. That was a great question. Yeah. All right, we're gonna get through the table, Rody. You fucking bag of dicks. I mm, get that table. <laughs> Well, I hope you brought the table, Rody. You bag of shit. I got, I got All right. Something. So anyways, I'm he sorry. rarely Excuse brings me. the gear, man. You think he's going to remember the table? Yeah. You know, you just you ask the guy to do one thing and he does nothing. You know, best Rody in the world. So <clears throat> continuing on here with the speed round. Why do you think AEW is spanking WWE right now? Better product. Um, you know, allowing their allowing them to. Be be who they are as, as characters, and you yeah. know I think it's I think the product's just better the the action's better I think it's just I think people are letting them run more rush out while WWE is like it's like everybody's getting released right now over there yeah and they're like because you have to walk on eggshells and I think that's just stupid and I hate, I mean I, I the more I'm watching that move that Dark Side of the Ring I'm starting to hate Vince McMahon even more mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've I've been on that train for a while. Like this guy is just not a good he's person. Not, he's not. He's not. In the, and he's. And I think he's like demented out of his mind. Yeah. No. He is definitely insane. Have you seen that interview where he's like, "Shut Like, what are you doing? And oh my like god! A real interview with not totally. WWE people. Yeah. yeah and he well, just th- like, well, he hacks I, the script out of his hand. Or I saw that with notes. the Benoit thing. Yeah. When he was getting, he started to get on the hot seat about it, and like yeah. he's like started losing his mind. mind like. They're like, how could you not be like responsible? This guy's and got a like, short temper. <laughs> and instead of coming up with a witty way to get out of the conversation or the the answer, he's just like, or the question rather, he's just like making himself look more guilty. Just gets just irritable and pissed off. Yeah, yeah, making pissed. himself look more guilty. Like, <laughs> looks like road rage. Roid rage. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so, what hooked you into wrestling? Um, basically, I mean WrestleMania three. I, uh, you know, when you see that whole thing, I mean, I, I. Watched it, of course, for Andre and Hulk, but the Steamboat Macho Man match. Yeah. Um, what really cemented it for me, though, was my uh, my uncle um, surprised me, and I went to um, the WrestleMania in 1996 in Chicago, where I saw oh, wow. the Stone Cold Bret Hart match. Oh where, shit! Wow. You saw yeah, the double the turn. You saw the double turn. Yeah, and legendary. Oh, the double that turn, yeah. that thing right there was. This is it. This is yeah. this is. I mean, you know, I was 19. That was, I would say, the dawn. Of the attitude era. Yep, yeah. right there. You, I mean, you saw, you, I mean, I never seen such a successful double turn in my life yeah. before or since. And yeah. I'll definitely have to agree with Cash on this one. Steamboat and Savage <clears throat> is still up there amongst the greatest matches of yeah, all time. Yeah, arguably Absolutely. one of the greatest. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah Steamboat is the... fucking great, dude. Like, yeah, we'll put, we can all put over Savage for days on end, but Steamboat, man, you can't, you got to talk about him, dude. He's fucking well, awesome. Well, I mean, never mind that. I mean, like, I put that up there with the WrestleMania with uh, the, with Taker, Taker Michaels and yeah, um, 
So good, dude. Angle Shawn Michaels. Kurt Angle Shawn Michaels. Yeah, Kurt Angle Shawn Michaels. I think that's what Kurt... I'm pretty sure I heard Kurt say that's his favorite match of all time. I understand. Yeah. Because you're working Shawn and... Kurt was just on fire, dude. Yeah. That dude got rocket strapped. You yeah, know what dude. I'm saying? Yep. But that's cool, dude. <laughs> Fucking Brett and Steve is one of my favorite matches. You know, it's definitely in my top 10 favorite matches. And I mean, even back then before, like say CM Punk, I mean, Chicago was still a hotline. Like Chicago was like, along with like, along with like New York, like the Mecca. Like if you, if, if you are over with the crowd, it, they will show you. Yeah. yeah. And Chicago showed it that night. Yeah, that's dope, Chicago dude. has always been a wrestling city. Yeah. That's one thing I think Tony Khan took into uh, thought, you know what I mean? Because when I know he wasn't a part of All In, but they did that in Chicago. And he and I think not only Tony Khan, but, you know, the EVPs of AEW, they understand Chicago's a wrestling town. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, honestly, with also with another thing that AEW is doing right that I think that uh, WCW messed up on was... Bischoff says, I'm going to do, I'm going to write a list of everything WWE does. And I'm going to be the exact opposite. And I think what Tony Khan's doing that now is doing that same thing, but he's sticking with it. Yeah. He's not letting the ego get in the way. Like, I think Bischoff kind of like, you know, let his ego get away with himself. And I think that's what kind of ruined WCW. Yeah. And, and he was an on-screen character too. So it's just, <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I kind of like the fact that Tony's not really on-screen character. Yeah. yeah. He'll come out and do some stuff. You'll see it on YouTube or whatever, yeah. but on TV. He's- yeah. He's not really on the show. Yeah. Or anything like that. Um, so why do you think that Perry Saturn is the best to ever do it? <laughs> I was just I just insert jobber here. <laughs> Saturn. Oh, that dude looked like he was in rough shape not long ago. Yeah. Is he is he even what's he doing now? I don't know. I think waiting for really hanging probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, doing doing the doing the independence with Mark Merrill. What he meant to say was Peter Avalon. <laughs> yeah, I had Peter Avalon written down, but I wanted to pick a, a better jobber than that. Oh, so, yeah. Hey, well, what about Jeff and Matt Hardy? They were initially jobbers. Yeah, they they right. were. And yeah. uh, and Jeff Jeff is my favorite wrestler of all time. My I just heard Matt Hardy him. on the AEW podcast talking about him and uh, him and Jeff and uh, who was it? The Italian uh, Italian Stallion. I can't remember his name exactly. I know Rocky. who you're talking. No, not my idea. <laughs> no, he showed. Uh, uh, he showed up at one of when Matt and uh, Jeff were doing their uh, indie promotion. Omega, uh, Omega. He showed up. The Italian Stallion did and, was, and demanded a spot on the fucking on the card, and that he's going to get paid. What? Otherwise, he's going to fucking beat the shit out of somebody in Matt's. Just like it's like Shane Helms, Matt, Jeff, and they're just kind of like. Dude, we're not making any money from this. I don't. I don't know what. Yeah, what it's the like. Fuck are you all right. Well, if on, I dude? can't get on the get on the car, can I at least set up my gimmick table? And Matt's like, yeah, sure. God, <laughs> that was Jeff Hardy. I was at the. Uh, I was at SummerSlam 2009 when it was him and um, CM Punk, and they did. The, he did that ladder spot from yeah. the announcer table. Oh when, yeah. when Taker came back, and now man, yeah. right there. I mean, I, I mean, I was like eight rows back. Damn. And I was just like, I'm like one. Dude, this okay. This I've been waiting to see a Jeff Hardy moment like this live in a person because I've never got to see that right in the flesh. Right, and man, I'll tell you right now what you what you guys heard on the TV when that ha- should happen. I'm compared compared to what how that thing sounded in real life. Well, I mean, it's I like imagine how is he alive? Right, <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Dude. I mean, I see. I mean, there was plenty of times where he jumped from higher, but that yeah. was the top of the ladder onto the thing onto CM Punk. Yeah, 
I was amazed. Didn't look like a whole lot of cushion <laughs> or anything no. to, to break the fall. <laughs> so, Dude, uh, an in-person, man. Seeing that in-person. Even going to a pay-per-view in-person back in that time, yeah. dude, is fucking yeah. legendary. The most I've seen Jeff live was him and Matt came out and did commentary on Raw when we went to Raw. Yes. Yeah. I haven't gotten to see him do anything else live, but hopefully one day. Yes. Yeah. So if you could write an entrance theme for any wrestler, who would it be? And what band would you do it with? You know what the funny thing is? I actually would love to like do... Um, I could actually hear... A passage in time by a thor from from our van okay. going yeah. into uh, Sammy Zayn coming out to that. Oh, okay. okay, that'd be rad. All right, well, um, Sammy Zayn, if you're watching, and you're not, <laughs> even like fire off another round would be like a good fucking song too, because it's like starts out, you know, yeah, fucking heavy, kicks right off. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Hell yeah! So that is it for my speed round, and that gets us into some wrestling talk, man, and. uh I was very relieved when I found out you were a wrestling fan. I was like, oh, great. This show is going to go smooth because that's what we do here. Yeah. Punk rock and wrestling. So, yeah. Fuck so, yeah. last night uh, we had AW Dynamite. They were in, where the fuck were they? They were wrestling? in Atlanta, I think. Atlanta, yeah, Georgia. Atlanta. Yep, that's right. Allen Angels' and, hometown. Uh, We'll get to the, the last match later, but I just want to say Atlanta seems to be the city. I know it's Cody's hometown, but seems to be the city where he wants to do something fucking crazy and stupid. Yeah. Last year the, it was a backflip off the cage. Yeah, the moonsault. We'll get into yeah. what he did, you know, last night. Yeah. But we started off the night with uh, Brian Danielson uh, beating the shit out of Alan Angels. He actually did make Angels look pretty good. I yes. thought. I thought that was really cool of him to not just like squash angels and get. I think angels. that's being. I think that's the best part of being like you know a. I mean, it's, it's the same thing with beat of music. You had to like show your selflessness in this thing. You, I mean, you, your job is to not only make yourself look good, but make the other people look good around you. Like these jobbers. I mean, it's like you see that on too much now, and that's why I don't watch Raw anymore. Or SmackDown. Yeah. It's they're building up this new guy. Why are you? Why are you? Killing, like when they when they were they were knocking out Matt Hardy all the time. Yeah. Like why? Yeah, well, not only do they build up these characters, but then they just completely Fire disregard him. it the next week, and you're like, what right the back. fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah right like, back. Yeah. <laughs> Poor fucking guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's actually his fault for being an unsafe wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, that, Sorry. Yeah, I did hear that. You got to learn your own strength at some point, man. So after, uh, after Brian Danielson kicked Alan Angel's fucking head in. Yes. Was it, what, he like... Live in his like, hometown. Fractured a... His neck bone or something, something like that? To, uh, MCL. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Something like that. I'm which was pro hopefully a work and hopefully not yeah. uh, actually a shoot so you don't have to deal with uh, someone being hurt. Yeah. yeah. It's just messed up. They were in Alan Angel's hometown and I felt bad because this guy's just laying on the floor like a fucking dead. Dead. Like a dead person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, Brian Danielson does his uh, heel shtick, which is pretty awesome. Promo yeah. afterward. Yeah, his promo afterward. I was going to mention, did you notice how when I was bringing up the fact that he wanted to basically take each order, each member of Dark Order in their hometown and just destroy him? Mm -hmm. That's very much so the plan because yeah. he said that shit last night. That's so what he's been like, doing. Yeah, and that's mm -hmm. what he's been doing, yeah. But yeah, um, so last night, Alan Angels being from ATL fucking completely tore him apart and then basically confirmed like hey next week 
You know, uh, who's he? Who's he fighting next week? I my forgot. Man John Silver. Oh yeah, John Johnny Silver. Hungy, bro. Johnny Hungy. Yeah. You got Johnny Hungy, the Meat Man, versus the Vegetarian Brian Danielson. This would be <laughs> <Yeah>. interesting. <laughs> this would be really interesting. So you had uh, Hangman, who was uh, barred from touching uh, Brian Danielson, <laughs> uh, which was kind of awkward. You know what I mean? Because because yeah. of course they kind of got face to face a little bit and. Hangman didn't really have a lot to say on commentary either. Uh, I like Hangman a lot. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I think he's the perfect AEW champion right now. But he's still fucking young, so you can tell he's still kind of, like, getting his feet wet with, like, totally. talking and yeah. shit like that. But at least he isn't just saying dumb shit all the time, and he's, like, speaking when it's when it feels right. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> so I like that. Uh, they did not fight. However, uh, moving on. Oh, you- by the way, best wishes to JR. Uh, he was not on the broadcast last night. Yeah, he's not coming back until I think he's not coming back. Daily's for- Place show. Yeah, they're got, he's going to come back on the Daily's Place show. Yeah. Uh, at the end of December, if all of his radiation goes uh, goes well, yeah. that guy is just God. I mean, so resilient. Yeah. I mean, you know, all the the stuff that happened to him, and then you know his wife passing away. And- yeah. Yeah. And somehow getting screwed over by Vince. Somehow he finds a way to fucking stay positive. So yeah, at all, dude. That's the best wishes going yeah, out definitely. to Jr. For sure. Yeah, he got. Uh, I today I was actually listening <coughs> to his show. He got <sighs> part of his cancer on his back <laughs> cut off. The other part burned off. And he was yeah he was talking about how bad it really is to fucking you know. And then they're doing the radiation treatment on his leg and. Yeah. Uh, he's wow. gonna get. He's gonna make it through. He's gonna get through it. Yeah, and, and he hopefully like he always does. He's gonna be cleared for uh, a tough old geezer for dynamite yeah. at Daly's place because he's in Jacksonville. That's where he's got his uh, his other place at. Uh, that's where he resides now. Yeah, that's ever wh- since signing with AEW. Yep. So that's cool. where he's at. I guess the Mayo Clinic is really close to where he's at. So cool. I just I just think he's in a good place right now. Best take take wishes, a month off and yeah, best wishes. He'll yeah. get better quick. Yeah. Moving forward, you had CM Punk versus Lee Moriarty. Which Who? I thought that was Who? a I thought he also sold sold the CM Punk sold that really well too. Yeah. He remains yeah. undefeated, eight and no, I think. Yeah. Completely undefeated. You're absolutely right. PG I thought, Punk. Yeah. PG Punk. And then <laughs> and then you had uh MJF. That was one MJF. of the best interactions I ever saw. Needle dick. Oh god, that was amazing. Yeah, let's let's talk about that promo last week. Yeah. Uh yeah. real quick. So these guys started off the show and got about 20 minutes for this segment. It was a good 20 it's minutes. It's a very yeah. long promo segment. But when you have two of the best talkers in the game, I, I mean, wasn't bored the entire 20 no, minutes. No, you Fuck give them no. You give them what it, you give them uh you give the people what the people want and the people want a 20 minute fucking segment between two of the best right. talkers in the game. And then give me a now give me a 45 minute match. And, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. And then you had them uh you you heard the John Cena phrases, you heard the Miz, the Miz. name drop yeah. and yeah. it was Great. It was just so cool, dude. It because- was very witty in how they did it. Yes, uh-huh. absolutely. So on that, uh, the next night or the next week following that episode of uh, Dynamite on Raw, Edge. Edge, Edge and Miz, and Miz with Maurice. Came, yeah. Uh, yeah. Miz came back to Raw because he fucking sucks and he lost dancing. <laughs> like, dancing you with can't, the stars. You can't dance with the stars and you can't hold a championship, Miz. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it feels but so they, bad. But- Edge dropped a comment like saying like Miz is living in other people's heads like I was like wow they're, they're Smackdown and Raw are dropping just as much bombs towards AEW as AEW yep. is dropping towards them yeah 
It's but, but the but the difference is, I mean, it's like no one's watching Raw and SmackDown. Nobody's watching Raw and SmackDown right now. <laughs> it feels so, I feel so bad for those shows too because there's so much good talent on Raw and SmackDown, yeah. dude. It just seems like a very weird written show, and <clears throat> that is the problem. It is a written show. Yeah, well, yeah. for the They're love of pro wrestling, the artist. But, the I mean, but have you like? I mean, I mean, I don't know if that maybe it has. I mean, it somehow gotten worse. I mean, I don't know if it's because Triple H Triple H's absence. Um, yeah. Cause he's he's out uh, not doing the heart, well either. The heart attack, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, best wishes to him too. Yeah. I mean, but it's like I, I swear, it's like even like watching like they they when rebranded. When did that happen? When did he have a about heart two attack? months ago? Yeah. Oh shit! At yeah. the same time, NXT switched over. Right. It was NXT. about yeah. Yeah. Right now. Jesus. It's like, oh man, <laughs> low hanging fruit right there, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh fuck, dude! <laughs> I see what you did there. Picking on Hunter. <coughs> Motherfucker just had a heart attack. Give him a break, dog. It's fine. <laughs> Kills the black and yellow brand. <laughs> Vince did it. So so yeah. he, here's what I'm thinking. Like, Authority Zero just had uh, a very successful new record, and it's fucking doing awesome. Did you guys have the creative freedom to just kind of do whatever the fuck you want for that album? Or yeah. did you have some someone up your ass trying to write shit for you? No, or? we basically, I mean... The funny thing about that record is that you know we we don't have a label. We're, we're releasing it on our own now. Nice. Um, the thing that was cool is that we went back to Cameron Webb, who did the tipping point, mm-hmm. and that guy can kick your ass, man. Holy God! I had never been. Uh, I you know, I thought just Jason Livermore at Boston Room was a dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but basically, I mean, uh, you know, Cameron like that song, the good fight that's mm-hmm. on the record. That. That's song did, awesome that song, song did not come out. That was not how it was written at all. It was not even close to that. Oh, really? He uh, basically <laughs> said, uh, he, we, he came to our pre-production and he goes, um, the end is the best part of that song. I'm like, okay. Huh. Um, so we re- rewrote it and all of a sudden he, he went down the breakdown. And he goes, Chris, I want you to bring out your inner Keith Moon. What? <laughs> One of my favorite drummers. Well, I named yeah. my I named my son Keith. Yeah. Wow. Um, because my wife wouldn't let me name our son Hoosier Dally. <laughs> <laughs> Hoosier. I swear to you, that was his name. Hoosier. Yeah, it, we agreed. That's awesome. We agreed if it was gonna be um a boy, I named it. If it was a girl, she named it. And she goes, "What do you want to name your our son?" I said, "Hoosier." That's fucking she goes, awesome. Why? I said, "It's like a boy name. It's like a boy named Sue. By the time he's like nine, he'll be the toughest Cecil will be alive. Make it even worse. Middle name Dilly. Hoosier Dilly Dally." Oh man! <laughs> and about two months after that, she goes, "Chris, what do I have to do to convince you not to name our son Hoosier?" <laughs> My wife hates with a passion seafood. I'm a seafood junkie. Oh, I said I, I just because I didn't think she, she called my bluff. I said, "Eat the salmon." She ate it. Oh man! Well, <laughs> shit. Saved Hoosier saved a bullet. There. Yeah. Dodged a bullet there. <laughs> but I mean, I like it because I mean, I don't, know, I don't know that many keys. Yeah, so I like the fact That's that it's an older, it's an older name. <clears throat> so anyway, actually, it, he looks like he looks like a Keith Dally. Hopefully, he lives longer than Keith Moon. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh, what I'm thinking here is, you guys had the creative freedom to do something that you really love, and you guys did a great job on it. And yeah, you had somebody kind of like tell you, like, you know, just guide maybe kind of guide you and say, "Open your eyes here." You know, what I mean, we try, had we, try, had, we had we had Arn Anderson Anderson with us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Therefore, like, it's just a complete success all around. Like, not only is it well-received by all the fans, but it is you guys as artists are happy. And I think that's where we're at with All Elite Wrestling. It's like they're kind of having that creative freedom to be able to do what the fuck they want. Maybe you have Tony and a couple other guys kind of like, 
hey, giving a little direction. I got this. You got it set up yeah. right here. What if I were to move this right here? What do you think about that? Oh, okay. And it just makes everything like, yeah. You and know, the, so and you have somebody kind of guiding you a little bit as opposed to fucking uh, WWE. We're talking like artists who are getting shit written for them. You know yeah. what do, I mean? Do you, I mean, the coolest thing about like what I saw last uh, with the, uh, the MJF and the uh, CM Punk promo last night, if you saw the facial features of MJF when he like called him a, call him a needle dick and all that stuff, he reminded me very much of a very young Chris Jericho. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But like when uh, when Jericho first went on Raw and The Rock did that, he's like, yeah, doing the cartoon very, facial very, expressions. Very, I'm like, okay, we got it. We have a CM Punk. We have a Chris Jericho right there. Yeah, and and you know he <clears throat> he could have stood there and didn't sell any of that and just had zero facial expressions, but he did, and it worked yeah. out so it fucking worked out well, wonderful. man. Yeah. yeah, he's he's legitimately. The best heel in the entire business, and mm-hmm. I, I'll put today, my, yeah, like to, right now, yeah, yeah, and I'll put my money on it. You yeah, know? fucking, I, I get and he's so him. young too. Like we were talking about before 20, we started, twenty three, yeah, he's yeah. so young, dude. He's younger than all yeah. of us, and I'm fucking thirty one. For <laughs> I'm forty four, <laughs> and like you know, like you mentioned before we went live, uh, we were talking about you could see the similarities between him and Eddie, like Eddie Guerrero, very much so. When oh, yeah. like he was doing his heel shit and like. You know, tricking the ref, tricking the audience, tricking the his opponent. Yeah, you know, that fucking you dynamite that. diamond ring, dude. He's always yeah. winning with that shit. Yep. So, well, speak. Oh, go ahead, Rody. So I was gonna say, speaking of you know creativity, what was the fuck happened with that Adam Cole segment? <laughs> oh, we're we're gonna get there. <laughs> yeah, please, we're gonna get there. So real quick, uh, CM Punk did defeat Lee Moriarty. Had MJF come down to the ring. They had a nice little exchange again. People were loving it. Of Punk course. was blown up. He he took him a good like five to six minutes to catch I did, his breath. I did, I did love the Larry David pajamas. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, that was a great <laughs> comment. Uh, he definitely got some heat because he said that he would put his dog to sleep. And uh, Ooh, yeah, yep. CM Punk don't talk about dogs. CM That's Punk's dog is his child. Yeah. So the Brit, the, now the Britt Baker insults. I was like. Yeah, Dude, that was. Now, are you? He had a straight face when he yeah. like CM Punk did no sold that shit. He just looked at him. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is getting interesting. You yeah. know, because well, I mean, I think I think I think it's the same way. Like with like the whole thing that happened when uh, Shawn Michaels was accusing Brett of uh, Sunny Days. Sunny yeah, days. yeah. it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, there's there's this line that you're there's this threshold. Okay, I'm married. You know this, and yeah, I mean, it's CM Punk does. Put, put over Britt Baker like no one's business, yeah. but still. No, well, that also plants seeds for like Adam Cole to be like, what the fuck is this shit I'm hearing? You know? Absolutely. It's Adam Cole's girlfriend. So, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that sets up that, that feud too, you know? Yeah. So uh, I don't know if it was before or after Wardlow uh, did, the, did the squash match, but Adam Cole comes out. And he goes to sit down on commentary. No. And then Orange Cassidy, fuck. Or actually. He does his whole entire fucking intro. He goes yeah. fucking ring. He goes the baby, yep. the fucking Adam Cole, fucking. <laughs> and then walks his the ass all the way back up the entrance. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I thought that's he was a, just going to go Jericho back to the tunnel. Like, entrance right. running music. Oh, my God. Like, I love Judas, and it's a great song. But sometimes it's like, okay, we know you're playing it. You're going to play it for this long just so the crowd can sing along. And just yeah. like, even as a musician and as a wrestling fan, like, I know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Here. Yep. You know, get your shit in, though, because Judas is a really <coughs> fucking popular song. Yeah. Uh, moving forward here, uh, Adam Cole goes to sit down on commentary. Orange Cassidy comes out, and then the Bucks come out and they do this weird segment that I wasn't uh, really too big of a fan of. 
Uh, Wardlow squashed uh, a jobber named AC Adams. No fucking idea who that guy was. Never seen him on Dark or anything. They're kind of doing. They're, I think they're doing Wardlow what they should have done with Goldberg. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they're 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 making him their monster, but meanwhile he's like training in in like you know like on dark and shit like that. But I'm not sure if you should be doing that right now in front of like, I mean, cause it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you're kind of like giving us kind of a, eh. Yeah. I think, I think they should wait till he's absolutely ready. Yeah. Unless they're just, they're just teasing the waters with him. Yeah. I can see that. They're, I mean, I, because I don't, I don't think AEW, does AEW like even have like kind of an, they don't have, really have an NST right now. They it's much, dark. I mean, it's dark. I would say Evolution. darker yeah. elevation. Elevation. Yeah. But, but it's still just like, I don't know. I still consider those just like, yeah, it it would be like that actually. You're like right the because they have a lot of the uh, the enhancement talent down yeah. there. You know, getting their reps in and shit like that. And they now have the place at Universal Studios in Florida. Yeah. So yeah, cool. it's it used to be Impact's old spot. Yeah, the Impact Zone. Yeah, and that's and then yeah, WCW what Saturday night or some shit. Yep. Yeah, that's I mean, fucking that's, dope. That's cool thing that is that they actually history. Yeah, I'm actually have friends out there that are going to all the tapings for that. Which that's is cool. fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's yeah. way cool. So yeah, uh, uh, speaking of uh, enhancement talent that are somehow undefeated, the Pew Pew Club versus uh, Darby oh, Allen and God, Sting, dude. It's the, kinda, pew, it's the Pew Pew Crew. The Pew Pew Crew. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird, them. but Ass. I will say this: Ass. that Billy Gunn is just fucking jacked, bro. Yeah, still. yep. <laughs> he's he's the, solid. Jacked. He's the, he's the only person that I know that looks like he's 23 and 83 at the same exact time. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, holy shit, look at his build. And then like his face, you can see he's eight. His chest is made out of straight leather at this point. But <laughs> he's, like guys, a, he's, he's like a saddlebag with eyes. <laughs> do you guys remember in um in Tom and Jerry when there was the, the bulldog that had the oh, puppy? Oh, Spike. Yeah. yeah, but he had like his little yeah. puppy dog. Uh, junior. That's fucking the gun club. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, oh, daddy, daddy, look, dad. Like, oh, that's man. that's all I see when I see that whole fucking the team. The best thing like, I've seen uh, so far is uh, just Austin Gunn getting clobbered by Darby Allen a couple weeks oh, ago. Yeah. Coming oh, out Darby, coming out honestly, I, I think Darby Allen is the hottest guy right now. Fuck yeah, by far. dude. I love it. And I think I think him with Sting is it's it's it could it could be a match more made in heaven. Yep. Sting's face paint last night. Yeah, so they're Look both of their face paints. Fucking that was, solid, that was mine. I wanted that solid. so bad. <laughs> that was done. That's, no, there, fuck, go ahead. Yeah, no. Sting's that's, your guy, so I'm gonna yeah. let you rant so, and rave. Earlier, I told you Jeff Hardy is my favorite. Well, Sting and Jeff Hardy are actually like slotted number one. Like they, there's, there's no, they're equal. You got a thing for face paint, don't you? So I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Which you know brings me, you know, back to my point. The face paint was fucking awesome last night. I know I, yeah. I made a point and to mention that in our little group chat about wrestling, but uh, just like because Sting has done so many different things over the years since you know, donning the crow gimmick. He's done, you know, in TNA, he had like a Joker run and then started just mixing it up ever since. And what he did last night was just like the coolest shit. It looked like misfits sting. You, you know what actually, rad. you know what actually it did for me? It was like, it was, a, it was for me, I'd always, and my wife always pointed it out too, that it always bothers her. Um, the way that stings hairline is. Yeah. And last night was like the first time I actually wasn't 
Like, yeah, kinda, it wasn't kind of like the mole. It's because he like, had black like, up like, here. Uh, Fred Savage in the mole and uh, <laughs> Goldman Wright. Like, <laughs> Stink's hairline yeah, looks Stink's like hairline. Bam, yeah. and, and Bam Bigelow's flame tattoos on his ball. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, oh, the funny thing is, it, it doesn't look that bad until he's actually in the middle of a wrestling middle match. match. Like, Dude, and then it starts but, getting clown hair. It, yeah, like <laughs> so fluffy. Yeah. yeah, it's like a saddle. It's it, it's like a it's 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 like a brittle pad. It doesn't yeah. go up. It goes. It doesn't go down. Yeah. It goes up. No, I, I, I noticed that. I thought I was the only one, so I'm glad you pointed that yeah. out. Billy but, Gunn is totally roided. I think he, that's why he got released by WWE, because he tested you, positive. And you know what? A lot of people, like, it's WWE frowns upon the roids. Everybody else doesn't really, they don't give a fuck, dude. No. Yeah. And it's, to me, to just yourself. as long as you're safe and you don't hurt yourself, mm-hmm. like, whatever, do your thing. Like but, Dynamite Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Like I showed my or brother Benoit. my brother's yeah. a huge fitness junkie and he's he is very much in shape. He's, Makes one of us. Right. And <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> and so I showed him a picture of Brian Cage and I was like, Roids are natural. He's like fucking roided, dude. Like that Bri- guy. Oh, Brian Cage. Yeah. yeah. He's like, there's yeah. no fucking way that guy's natural. Cause that dude right. has muscles in places you shouldn't have muscles in. Yeah. Shouldn't even have places. So yeah. it's like so, Scott Steiner. Where the fuck? Yeah, where the fuck has Cage been? Not the not that we need to spend twenty minutes talking about where the fuck Brian Cage has been, but <laughs> well, who? Get him, <laughs> get him back to serious face. On the Darby's Allen whole face was painted, and it it bothered me. Did it? It yeah. did. Why? Because I'm used to the half face paint. Oh, you know what? I didn't even fucking oh, notice shit. that. He had yeah, the whole I didn't really. I, I, was, I, was, I was actually, I think, too entranced with Sting. Well, it's because it was I think, the same as Sting. I think yeah. it's because they were tagging. But, so, it might be, but it, it just tripped me out because, like, usually it's only he even has a thing. It's like half of his face is it's yeah half dead. He's a half dead guy or yeah. whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I get and it. his whole face. But I was just like, it's a little weird. Special occasion. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. hating but on it completely. What I did I like about his it. face paint is that he had the Sting shit mixed in with it too. Yeah, the, like, that's both cool. of them had yeah. the same face like, paint. It was dope. Because then eventually, when Sting retires, then Darby can keep that. You know, yeah. and everybody will understand why. He looked like Sting, like he looked like Sting's little brother last night. It was just so great. Dude. Cosplay Sting. I fucking I I love that team, and I'm I'm so happy that Darby Allen handpicked Sting to be his oh, fucking totally. manager. It's yeah. so fucking dope, dude. You couldn't when find you, a better. When you say stuff yeah. like that, it reminds me of like it would be like Darby Sting, and then like Spike Dudley and Bubba Dudley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, moving forward here, uh, Darby Allen. Oh, go ahead. Um, What's that guy's name? Don Danhausen. Dan Husenhausen. Oh, Danhausen. I think uh, Shawnee Ringo is right about him. I think he should join that faction. No. And bug the piss God, out of Sting no. and Darby Allen with his little accent and shit that he does. Jaden says, <laughs> "Colby, just we'll bring Colby into the shop for a few. Come on, Colby." Is the executive oh, vice president boys. of Cosmic Super yep. Recording, ladies and gentlemen. It's Hi, Colby. He's a busy man, so he's gracing us with his presence. <laughs> so, uh, Darby Allen and Sting defeated the Pew Pew Crew. Yep, uh, it was actually a pretty good match. Uh, moving forward here, though, you had that Taz and Leo Rush weird thing. Like that was just fucking weird. Yep. Yeah, I almost sorry. felt I almost felt sad for Leo Rush, but then I was like, I don't like him, so. I, You're I, a loser. I I don't like anything Taz has done in AEW. Taz so is ass. It's just been so awkward. And like you just need to sit at the he table. He was legendary, but he was a fighter. Him, he wasn't a great talker. Well, like his, him and fucking Excalibur on Dark was just great because they're so that, yeah. funny. He's a great yeah. commentator. But other than that, dude, like I I don't really care much for Team Ass. His commentary is Team Ass. Team Ass. Team Ass. Team Ass. Yeah. Team Ass. Yeah, I like that. I haven't. I, I can't pick one thing that Team Taz has done in AEW since arriving that I liked. 
Yeah. Like, everything has just been like, like when he was standing on the podium for no reason. <laughs> like, why is Taz on a podium? <laughs> For no reason. It's a team Doc Order, you better listen to me. Yeah. Listen to me close. <laughs> Anyways, moving forward, you had uh, a match that I was very much uh, invested in. We're talking Ruby Soto versus... Great match. Yeah. Uh, Chris Statlander for the <sighs> TBS tournament is the semi... The quarterfinals. Yeah. And uh, Ruby beat her. And it yeah. was... It was... Yeah. A really... I like the... It's there was coming. this one thing where like Ruby... Suplex Statlander, and then she started like then she, when she went up, she just did a full roll and started walking on her hands, and then bridged back up to her feet. Yeah, I'm like, some okay, alien some shit. shit can be cheesy, but that was smooth. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it probably wasn't like the most perfect hand walk stand thingy, whatever. It was cool, but it looked cool as it shit, flashy. right? It was flashy. It was very mm -hmm. flashy. Yeah, I thought it was cool as shit. I like her gimmick, mm -hmm. I, and she's got nowhere to go but up oh, and, and yeah. just grow. You know, so. yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge Chris Stantliner fan. Like in the women's division, she's like probably one of my favorite. She deserves to hold that belt, at least a belt. Yeah, <laughs> but It'll Ruby Soho, she, she had a mean push going on, and then Ruby came in. They put it in. The Speaking of Taz, every time he sings Ruby Soho, <laughs> <laughs> makes God cry. Makes God cry. Says Cash. Say, oh, every, shout every out to time, Cash. Every time Taz sings Ruby Soho, a punk dies. Yeah, <laughs> a punk ODs. A punk ODs. Yeah, <laughs> in a parking lot. Good lord. Oh <laughs> shit. Well, uh, I like the at the end of the match though. They gave a. Uh, they gave hugs and they gave their respects to each other. They did the nice ring of honor yeah. thing. But what I didn't like, I know I'm not the booker or the wrestler, or any of that. I'm just a fan. I did not like the fucking roll up. I know it was supposed to protect Statlander, but I'm a big fan of the uh, the finishes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like hit, hit her with your finish. You know? Yeah. But well, I, mean, I, I, I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind it so much when it's. I mean, when it's uh, a regular match going on, but when it's like something like where something's on the line. Sure. Like, all the times. I mean, the, there was that. There was a WrestleMania couple. There was a, well, I forgot the WrestleMania match. Where it was a roll up. I'm like, I invested in that. Yeah, the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. The, <laughs> the surprise, surprise victory roll up. Roll yeah. up. It's, come on, do, do it, do it when there's not too much on the line. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so like that. I mean, maybe something was on the line. The, the, the you know, the the spot in the TBS bracket mm -hmm. to advance. So maybe it that's why I was. Match. Yeah. Maybe that's why I was a little bit bothered by it yeah. because there was something yeah. on the line. You there know? was something to be but, exactly. lost from it. But yeah. God forbid, all of us knew, including Colby, that there's no way Ruby was losing that match. Well, you know? and when you have somebody She's like too Ruby, fucking good. That's you know, like a peer of the women right now. Like, don't uh, protect her opponent. Like, yeah, protect her opponent, but don't fucking like make it to where it's a roll-up, like, you can still beat her with your finisher, and it'll, sure. and it's not going to make uh, Chris Statlander any and, less legit. And, and they had a hell of a... Ruby Soho that's beating you. Or they had Ruby a hell of an outing, too, because they, well, they had a right good, the lengthy time. match. They all oh, yes. got their shit in. <laughs> it's Soho, not right. right. Shit. <laughs> uh, it, they all got their shit in. They had Ruby, a lengthy Ruby match. Fucks? Ruby fucks. Ruby fucks. See, Ruby fucks. Yeah, all you got to do is just put it on the top rope, and add like the the avalanche to her finisher, and then an that's avalanche a good... riot kick. Fuck yeah! How the fuck do you do that? <laughs> Make it. She'll happen. find a way. Yeah, she'll yeah. find a way. She's the as she's getting up from the fucking the ring. Ruby's on the top turnbuckle and just jumps but and shining it, wizards save it for or something. A, absolutely amazing shining moment that's gonna last forever though. Yeah, Not, on a, yeah, on dynamite. On a Wednesday on an episode of yeah. Wednesday night. Dynamite. Yeah, oh, let's keep it moving Wednesday forward night. here, boys. So we had uh when when uh. Chris Statlander, sorry, was exiting the uh, ring after they paid their respects to each other. 
Vicky Guerrero came out of the heel tunnel and just started screaming at, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever that was, that was a thing. It was a diversion. Uh, a oh, it was a diversion. Because Nia Jax came in, uh, attacked Ruby from the back. And then Chris oh, Ray yeah, right. from the ring. Nia Jax? Nia Rose. Two big broads. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You did it. I did it last <laughs> you week. You did it last <laughs> week. <laughs> I blame Gio. Uh, but yeah, it was just a diversion because I'm assuming they're facing each other next week. Yeah. So, well, let's... Let, yeah, apparently. Whatever. <laughs> Moving forward here. We had uh, the main event of the night and it was... Lackluster? Yep. Yeah, see, you guys are gonna have to kind of touch on this more than me because this is where uh, this is where I got busy last night. I had to play, so I well, had shit to do. But I did watch clips of it, and I did see the big spot at the end. So yeah. uh, no, there were spots. Take it away, guys. Let me start, let me start it out with, you know, the entrance comes down, whatever happens. Then Cody comes out, and then Arn's right there, and then El Idolo runs up there. I see and that. Arn oh, falls. Arn fell off the Luckily, there yeah. was stairs or something yeah, there, the, so the he lighting. didn't just fall six feet off yeah. the fucking stage, dude. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. you see Penta's fucking manager, like, or, or no, no, it was El Idolo's manager. <laughs> sorry, like help him up, and then he's like, yeah, he starts some like fucking yeah, it's like so, yeah. Um, it was so weird. It was just like a, you know, it was a. It was a, a brawl, just like you would see anywhere. It's more in the ring than anything. You'd think there'd be more, a lot more what uh, chairs, ladders, tables, and then eventually yeah. they got to it. Yeah. But as a street fight, as a street brawl, I, I wanted more, yeah. you know, backstage, like on the ramp or even in the, Outside the uh, ring. audience or yeah. in the, the sidelines, you know. It's a street brawl, not a wrestling match. Yeah. And then, that's another thing, too, about the whole thing with, with that is, and it's like, um, I, People, I I read a, I read a commentary today where about the match saying that they it was, they felt that the slackluster was because Cody hasn't resigned officially yet. Oh wow! Because oh, wow. he hasn't. That's he, he hasn't resigned, but he I mean he's gonna stay. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that's the, that's part of the originals. But I I heard I heard you know I was hearing, I I saw people commenting. Okay, that's the reason why I was kind of lackluster. I'm like, oh well. So Cody went through yeah. like four tables last night. Did they yeah. throw his belt back into the ring last No. Time? No. Oh. They were trying to get the fan to, though. A fan, like, caught it, and you could see all the fans, like, looking at him like, <laughs> I'm really wanting like, Cody to guys. turn heel. I yeah. really am. And, and He's not I, going to. He's not going to. He's, his wife's more heel than he is. Well, yeah. His wife likes working heel. And she that's probably why she does all the fucking... Well, and that's why it kind of works too, because well, like she does all the shady fire. shit. Keep, keep in mind, I mean, I would not want to turn heel when I think about my last heel persona was Stardust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. Wait, no, he had the mustache. That was uh, before. Oh, yeah. was it? Yeah. Okay, Stardust okay. was when he left. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the last straw for him. Yeah. Well, no, but that's, no. That's why he goes. I'm gonna go and kick your guys' ass. Yeah. So I was, <laughs> I was so confused through the whole match. I was like. Because his back looked like he had a sunburn and he was peeling. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. Like, But then I was like, it is wintertime. Where the fuck's this guy getting a sunburn yeah. at right now? And it ended up yeah. being the But it was like retardant. flame retardant uh, fucking gel or whatever yeah. that dried up on his back. Uh, yeah. See, and I said that and you guys all laugh at me in I the chat. I didn't remember laughing at you. Oh. I, I know fucking, I didn't laugh at you because my phone was like 2%. I remember getting like 16 laugh reactions on it as soon it was as cash. I said it. <laughs> it was cash. Exactly what happened. Uh, um, so so let's talk about the spot, guys. Well, when Cody the, went through the, the table, flaming table. Yeah, man. because because that's one thing I did see. You seen uh, 
was that a neck breaker? He was trying to do the avalanche neck breaker and uh yeah. or what is it? It looked cutter? like he throws him over his back. Some like sort of cutter, cutter yeah. neck breaker kind yeah. of thing. Well, kind of like stunners. He situation. fucking missed the table. Brand- Brandy comes out, she she's doing the <laughs> lighter fluid, and I thought that kind of was cool, but uh Cody Which was basically I mean, like I said, you know, I know things gotta rehashed, but I mean I was like watching um Edge and uh, Lita again. Yeah. 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 Edge and Foley and then Lita comes out. And, yeah. Did you see how much fucking like shit she put on the table? Yeah. If you go back and watch any other fucking match with flame tables, they're just like, ksh, ksh, okay, light. She's like fucking yeah. Yeah. cooking with JR. You know what would have been dope? Cooking with JR. You know what would be dope? If she didn't have the grilling with JR lighter and she used a fucking match, just yeah, like that would yeah. look cool, dude. That would look cool. That would look way cool. And then, like, draw it out, kind of just stare at fucking. But they're on the top rope, and it's kind of a awkward spot. Cody took the brunt of that bump, though, and I don't know if you guys have seen on social media today, but man, that fucking his back is tore up, dude. He had like, idiot. Yeah, like that was pointless. That was dumb. It was like, unnecessary. At it was all. very Sorry. unnecessary. There, there only needs to be one Darby Allen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Darby Allen does a fucking hell of a job being Darby Allen. Exactly. So yeah. you don't you don't need So Cody's just trying to do whatever I think to get back in the fans' good graces because well, he's getting the shit. That's what I was. He's getting booed like, like crazy. Yeah. As soon as entrance hit, it was just a sea of booze. So yeah. yeah. On to credit, um, busted open radio this morning. Actually, they were talking about that. How spoilers? Tommy Dreamer. It's a live show. <laughs> you missed it. You missed it. So, no, they do a podcast. But anyways, like, basically they were saying, like, yo, like, Tommy Dreamer was that guy where he was too pretty, too clean cut, and he was an ECW, and he just started getting booed. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was an ultimate ultra baby face. Yeah. And then he just had to resort to, you know. Same with Rocky Maivia. Beating the shit out of his body to like gain the fucking acceptance of the fans. Gotcha. And they were basically saying like, Cody, please don't do that. Like that's not yeah. necessary. Like, he could barely fucking walk after his match last night. You could see like just standing. He was having a hard bad. time. Yeah. That's too bad. Like, he, it doesn't, he, he doesn't need even be doing crazy shit. It doesn't need to resort to that, man. Well, I guess Cody ended up defeating Andrade, which is kind of fucking weird because Andrade's, uh, I, you would think they'd be trying to put him over, but he seems to be losing a lot. Hopefully he's got a, push in the near future and hopefully a new manager as well someone that could talk yep. for him so anyways yeah. guys that was why our did review. he come out shirtless what el idolo's manager like halfway through the match or whatever he, he like comes out without his shirt on he's trying to hulk out dude <laughs> and then Arn comes out and grabs him like what is going on back yeah. there guys <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was our review on AW Dynamite. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. We've got, uh, we're right at the end. We're going to get into uh, some nerdy news. Yeah, we're going to get into some nerdy news real quick before we have to close out of here. I yeah. just want to say again, thanks, dude, for hanging yeah. out. It's, it's been really cool chilling, dude. It's cool to just have like a one of those informal chat kind of things where it's not like you, you're not feeling weird. Yeah. yeah. There's, I've, I've done a few of those in the last year and it's just like, why am I here? Like, why are you asking me about, about the weather? Yeah. yeah, we just like right. to keep it natural. Absolutely, we've we've always liked to chill here. Yeah, Brody. and then you know it's about punk rock and wrestling, so that, that those are two of your favorites. Yep. Yeah. So I do got to ask you though. You're welcome back anytime, by the way. Because Absolutely. nobody else has. I got two actually. Favorite wrestler, and you know what? Because everyone else knows uh, ours. What's the Mount uh, the Rushmore? Dude, I had that, but I, apparently I didn't put it on the paper. <laughs> so my favorite wrestler. 
kind of it's like it's it's kind of hard to give and take and all that stuff. Um, but I always had to go with Shawn Michaels on that yeah, one. Okay, okay. Um, as far as my Mount my Mount Rushmore, like it's there's so many different like it's kind of like my Mount Rushmore punk rock. It, it, it depends on the genre and the time. Sure, yeah, no, depends on that. what yeah. you're talking um, about. But people, I mean, I think honestly, it's I mean, of course, I think it's uh, HBK. Um, I do think it's Flair. I think it's Dusty. Um, and you know what? And because I. Absolutely never. I mean, I, 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 the funny thing was after watching WrestleMania three, I actually started despising Hulk Hogan because it was just, yeah, eh. yeah. So I will say just because I love him and I was actually there for his face turn, Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever affected a crowd like Stone Cold has. You know, I don't think anybody has Mount Rushmore without Stone Cold. Yeah, for sure. I I like your picks though. That's really awesome. I was about ready to be surprised because all of us have Austin. Oh yeah, for sure. You have your high oh, flyers. Yeah. You have your guys like who have great minds for the business. I mean, like I think I think one of the best storytellers in the ring. He's pretty good on the mic now, but best storytellers in the ring is Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. fucking incredible. Dude. Um, I mean, well, RK bro, right I now. I see a lot of. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's the best scene we all has yeah, going. It is the best scene. I actually see a lot of Orton in Cody. You know, like, oh, yeah, because of the sure. way Cody, yeah, I mean, he learned a lot from Orton. Absolutely. Yeah, teaming with him and riding with him and shit. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, fucking go hey, check out Uncle AEW. Nate, the weekly. Rock left us for Hollywood, so he doesn't get to be on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, man. Uh, don't listen <laughs> to him. Yeah, He's on mine. Rock, the Rock is one of the best talkers, like Absolutely. I said. Absolutely. As, yeah. as far as uh, skill set, I, I put him down there with his psych Hulk. Hey, and and like Cena too didn't really have a whole lot in the arsenal. Yeah. Stuck to the Cena, same. But yeah, I mean, I, bet you I think Rock's same, a better uh, worker than Hogan, but I understand what you're absolutely saying. Absolutely a better worker. Yeah, yeah, but, sure. yeah. See, no, like, I get like, it. But see, I, mean, I when it's a Cena match, it depends on who he's facing. Like I will watch that Money in the Bank with him and Punk. Yeah, like that was that was, was magical. Match. But right. I will watch a Cena promo any day of the week. Yeah, because that guy got met more and more. The minute he actually, the, the 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 time when he actually discovered he was actually a white person is when he started being good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You saw you don't like no thugonomics. <laughs> I got I I, 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 I love the shit at first, but I got over it really quick. Yeah. Oh yeah, well they they overdid it. It was a they nice they do in WWE. It was a nice treat to get that through. on the pandemic version of WrestleMania to him versus uh, yeah Bray Wyatt and uh, yeah. Question: What do you guys think about Bray? I'm hoping he goes to AW or even Japan would be cool. I just think it's such a crime. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. They robbed him of his gimmick, robbed. gave it to Alexa Bliss, and fucking gave him the boot. And honestly, I, I know Alexa was bummed out about it too. That she's not. She's not on it right now. Yeah, I, I haven't. She hasn't been on. Yeah. Yep. I actually have a video of her uh, saying hi to me. Nice. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Um, well, um, we were touring with Bowling for Soup. And oh, and they have this song. And well, and so Jarrett, who's like this, one of the sweetest guys on the planet, actually had her send me a video. Hmm. Hmm. So I, yeah, I it made my wife extremely jealous. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's really pretty cool. So, um, yes, uh, real quick, check out um, if you haven't already. Obviously, SummerSlam. I think it's 2016. It's John Cena and AJ Styles. I was there. I watched it. it. Oh, you were there. I wasn't there. I oh, watched okay. it. Okay, yeah. but holy shit, yeah, like, yeah. That's one of my favorite matches, like, ever. I did not miss one pay-per-view. Um, the last pay-per-view I watched in a row, in a row, in a row was WrestleMania uh, last 2020. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, I was just so 
over the product. Yeah. Just rehashing everything. I'm like, I'm done. Taker's last match was pretty cool. That was the best AJ. part. Absolutely. Well, and John, the John Cena thing was pretty cool. With yeah. yeah. I, I was really hoping that. I, liked, uh, I did like the Randy Orton Edge one. I was See, really I didn't watch that, too much of that. Yeah. I was really hoping that Kurt would have got his last match with uh, <laughs> Cena as opposed to Corbin, you know. Yeah. I, I know it's it was probably tough, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's what it is. Live feed still playing. Yeah. Yeah, it's still good, Jer, on our end. <clears throat> so, anyways, uh, I think that was really good through the table segment. It's it nice to have Chris here bullshitting yeah. with us about everything that's going on. Uh, moving forward. Yeah. Rody. This is a brand new shiny little segment that you got. So do us proud. All right. Thank you. Maximize your minutes. I'll try my best. As JR would say. Nerdy news with the roadie. I'll do my best. Do my best. Do my best, guys. Oh, hey, guys. All right. So Sony has confirmed three new Spider-Man films starring Tom Holland. Okay. So everyone was like, oh, he's going to not be Spider-Man anymore. False. He will be for the next three Spider-Man films. Sweet. Um, which is awesome news because I, I like Tom Holland. A lot of people like him and Tobey Maguire are the best. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, Marvel again, Marvel Secret Invasion, which is a, uh, I want to say it's either going to be a movie or a Disney Plus show, is uh, bringing back Maria, Maria Hill, which is Colby Smulders, who, oh, plays, okay. who plays her, which is really cool because she's a big part of that, of that uh, the Secret Invasion. Sweet. So... That's good to know. A uh, little bit of game DLC knowledge. Dead by Daylight is putting out their uh, Everfrost. So you get to be killers, but like icy killers. So it's cool if you like that horror genre. Of Diablo 4 is coming out next year. Wait, which one? Diablo 4. Oh, I, did you, have you picked up the Diablo 2 remake? No. It's beautiful. Okay. It's beautiful. I'll check it out. <laughs> it's oh. as good as the game, but better graphics. Oh. Uh, Santa Claus is coming. To Battlefield 2042. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you play Santa Claus as a DLC character. Oh, wow. People are not happy about it. I still have not bought that game because it's like a hundred fucking dollars. I, yeah. I can't. No, I'm not. I'm not looking forward. Like, it's a lot of money for a game, dog. And then it <laughs> probably is about 400 fucking gigabytes. It's going to take six hours to download. Yeah, exactly. Um... And if you're looking for any more nerdy news, go ahead and look up Cosmic Soup Recording Podcast. They're doing every uh, Sunday around noonish. Yeah. Is that right? Every Sunday at right noon. Right here at Cosmic Soup right Recording, folks. So yeah. that's all the nerdy news. Stay tuned until next week. Very nice. Yeah, fuck yeah. I like oh, that. I like that little plug at the end there. Because, yeah. you know, nerdy news, man. And it's <laughs> it's actually mainstream media. Like yeah. Marvel movies and Star Wars. We got a little Anchorman shit, here. You know? Yeah. The yeah. thing about that, what Nate Ellis is saying right there about Sony's going to kill Spider Man. It's like, I, I just worry about that sometimes. Like, when you do so many things about a, a show or you're, you're doing so many things, it's like, where's where's the line drawn where it stops? Yeah. Yeah. They're well, gonna wear it so thin, man. With, the, the, with that, though, there's so much in the Marvel universe what you could do with Spider Man. Okay. There's like, and, just what we've seen in the nine movies that we have out is literally just the tip of the iceberg gotcha. when it comes to, to Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. There's so much. So, I mean, and Marvel really hasn't messed up too bad on the the Spider-Man, the Disney, I mean. They haven't messed up too bad on it. So I would like to see where it goes. I mean, right. God knows three movies from now, it could just be complete shit. But, hey, I'll, I'll probably watch it anyways. 
I mean, like I said, I mean, I think, I, I mean, I think it's depends on what what it is. I mean, I think there's certain movies that all of them were great. I mean, like the original Superman with uh, Christopher Reeves. I think they should have stopped after two. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I think, like, like there's like I thought Lethal Weapon, all four, perfect. They ended it. They added perfect stories and all that stuff. When it comes to, like say Batman, it's like okay, well they kept on changing things, and it's like it's getting way too much. Different We're, directors. Way, way too. It's it's just going too. In well, see, directions. The, yeah. they could argue with that though is the multiverse. Yeah, is it? There's so many versions of Batman out there. There's there's infinity of him out there in different planets. Yeah. So that's how it is. Like with so Spider Man, it's, it's, like, it's an easy out. That's is what e- it that's is. Low hanging fruit. <laughs> and, and I like how Spider Man was with Tobey Maguire. I wish they would have just kind of ended so it with from those fact, three. Tobey Maguire is going to be in. Tobey Maguire is going to be in the new Spider Man. Good for him. So well, it's like, like, like I said, I mean, it's like I Kirsten Dunst. No, I had not been really too interested in. Maybe actually, I had not been really too interested in the Batman until the Joker. Yeah. Didn't like I thought it. that was I, fantastic. I, and I love, all, dude, I love all the Batman movies. Uh, what is it? Beyond, Dark Knight, uh, all of them, dude. I've watched them all a bunch. All of the renditions See, from I the think, 90s. I think Joker the... reminds me of like the movie, the Venom movie. Dark Knight is one of the I best didn't... fucking movies ever, dude. Dark Knight was it's... okay. What? Get the fuck out. <laughs> was what? okay. Go. The Go. Dark Knight was one of the best movies ever. Nah, go. We're talking box office records, Rody. Yeah, and folks, this is Rody's last episode of the Geo <laughs> and Me Back Show. No, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I did not like the voice. I'm Batman. Shut your yeah. fucking mouth. Did, did you ever see? Did you? I think they should have stuck with the Lego Batman voice. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever <laughs> see the bad Batman, Batman on YouTube where he's just a fucking pervert? He's yeah. Like dying. Yes. Yeah. My buddy gave me a... It is for Alfred. I, I will it agree with that. <laughs> but that doesn't make the movie okay. Like, that doesn't even ruin the movie. The Dude, movie is no. fucking awesome. The trilogy is great. The Dark Knight itself as a standalone movie is fucking iconic, yeah. dude. Iconic, bro. It's a great movie. Well, Dude, I... Th- fuck out. It was good. It was okay at best. Well, I think we're at that point of the episode, <laughs> boys. He's so mad. He's, he's get hot. Get the tables! <laughs> yeah, he's hot. I Bring gotta get back. the tables now. Uh, Bring the tables back, god damn it. What do you no. say? Get, we're going to end this, boys? Yeah. yeah. We've taken up a lot of your time, and no I worries. just appreciate you, dude, so much. It's really cool hanging out with you. Ladies and gentlemen, Authority Zero. Go to www.authorityzero.com. Get your tickets. Catch them on tour. Yes, fucking do it. <laughs> Real quick before we go, I got one more question to ask you. Okay. Two things that you are most proud of in your life. Uh, my son, uh, you know, finally just, you know, a part of me that's going to live on forever, hopefully. Absolutely. <laughs> um, that, and, uh, just the fact that I'm still, uh, I'm still wanted as a musician. Like I'm like, I'm still in demand kind of, I guess. Yes, you are. Thing. So it's, that's just, it just makes me feel like I'm doing my job correctly, you know? Fuck so, yeah. Cause you my man. Yeah. So Love good shit. Thank good man. shit. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, don't forget the podcast episode always goes up the next day on all of your podcast platforms. You guys yes. going to kiss. We might kiss. <laughs> that's 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 Mrs. Lendrum. <laughs> that's Lady Meats. We, yeah, we call her Lady Meats. Uh, 
yeah, fucking, it's been a great episode. Appreciate you, you, man. I appreciate you guys so much. I also appreciate our sponsors, Cosmic Supercording. If you want to get a quote from Jeremy Mail at CosmicSupercording.com, go ahead and shoot him an email. Uh, anything from podcasts to audiobooks to uh, videos to uh, recording. You want to make a record? We we do hip hop here. We do anything right across the hall. We have Bodacious Prints. You're looking for any of your print. If you have any printing needs here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Bodacious AZ on all social media platforms. Oh, wait, real quick. The AutoZone right down the street over here. Don't ever go there. Worst customer service of all time. Yeah, fuck, fuck the AutoZone, AutoZone on 24th Street near Thomas. Fuck a, them. It's a sweet banner. And uh, Bodacious AZ uh, on all social media platforms. Uh, shoot him an email at bodaciousaz at yeah. gmail.com. Will you shut the fuck up? I'm trying to plug our sponsors here. <laughs> Bodacious Prince, ladies and gentlemen. No minimum requirements needed. Great quality work. Please visit their social media pages and chat with, uh, chat with Chris and Lola and get your free quote today. We love you guys very much. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank, Thank you, Gio. Thank you, Rody. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank, Thank you, Cosmic you Soup. Uh... Yeah, fucking great show. Thanks, guys. Good times. Fuck yeah. See we you next appreciate week. you. Go check out the tour Bye, guys. now. <laughs> Make your parents proud. Oh, that went perfect, Joe. Folks, if you like what you hear, don't forget to head on over to patreon.com slash geo and meatbag and become a Patreon. All of the support goes right back into the production of the podcast. We love you guys. Thank you so much. This is Authority Zero with Fire Off Another. The next song you're going to hear is Authority Zero, Ollie Ollie Oxen Free. You guys, make sure to check out Authority Zero on tour. We love you so much. Stay tuned for episode 105. Too much to say
storm rolling in It's gonna take a while To reprehend what has been It's getting cold outside There's a breeze in the air It's gonna take a while To reprehend what has been It's getting cold outside There's a breeze
you find this if you're looking for any audio recording or you'd like to record your own podcast please visit cosmic soup recording where you can turn your ideas into reality whether you're looking to record one song or a whole album cosmic soup recording will fit any budget for more information visit cosmic soup or call or text at 480-331-7687. That's 480-331-SOUP. Also available on all social media. Cosmic Soup Recording is located in Phoenix, Arizona, near 24th Street and Thomas. Call now for a free quote or to book your session today. 480-331-7687. 